Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. And I am your host, Paulette Ristini. Uh, moving into the hundreds now of these fantastic interviews and conversations with movement motivators and magic makers and people who are creating change in themselves and in the world. And, you know, it is my pleasure to bring people's stories to you. I'm always intrigued and fascinated by people's stories, by the things that they do and change in their lives to make things better, make things big and creative and powerful, and also bring change to others as well. And so today I get to I get to bring you Philip Mangan, Philip Anthony Mangan, who is now residing in Florida and sometimes New York and Hawaii. But <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome, Thank welcome. You. It's so fun. And I just have to tell you, it's it is actually pretty rare out of these hundreds of interviews I've done that I've had a fellow. Oh, well, I feel honored then. I think you're probably like number five or six. <laughs> That's I'll pretty make, awesome. I'll, I'll make sure to represent for the fellows then. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and not for any reason, except that I connect with, I work with a lot of women. So um, it's always a delight for me to have that male energy and stuff going on. Perfect. So um, Philip, you have done a lot of change in your life and to be where you are now and and so why don't you tell us a little bit about that? All right. Where to begin? Where to begin? <laughs> um, I guess, I mean, I'll, I'll start kind of um, probably right around like after graduating college. Uh, I'll, I'll start around there. Um, so when I graduated college, really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, like I think most people don't. I mean, never had this kind of like um, crystal clear, clear vision of like, this is this is what's meant for me, um, which I always thought it was kind of good, but also it, it, it causes anxiety when you don't know, you don't have it figured out and yeah. um, it could easily lead you down a path of uncertainty, but also of possibility. And mm -hmm. um, after I graduated, I was just um, working like some random jobs and then the economy got really bad in 2007 uh, and I uh, was collecting unemployment at the time and uh, eventually uh my one friend approached me and was like, I'm thinking about buying a bus. Do you want to invest and we'll start a party bus business? And, <laughs> Love um, that. <laughs> you know, uh, I honestly, I, I think when you're at like kind of like a rock bottom place, because I was applying for jobs for like a year and there was nothing, mm -hmm. there was nothing hitting, honestly. And when you're kind of at a rock bottom place, I think you're open to just anything. And I enjoyed partying uh, and uh, I thought I was, I had a hospitality degree also, and I had a marketing degree. So I thought, Hey, this is not a bad idea. I think there's a lot of opportunity here. And so long story short with that, we ended up creating this uh, business and I ended up running it for uh, a little over six years. And it was this in Florida. Yeah, this is in Florida. So I went to Florida state university mm -hmm. and uh, started the business after in, in Tallahassee, Florida. And um, yeah, so, you know, there's a market for it, obviously, a uh, big party school. Oh, I but, bet. Wow. Yeah. So um, spring break alone, right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So uh, even though it was very, very um, 
interesting and fun business, to be honest. Uh, it was very destructive in many ways mm. because uh, it kind of jump-started my college career again of saying like, you know, this is a lifestyle business. If I want to make it more successful, I need to go out. I need to be mingling with the people that potentially would ride the bus. And uh, that made for more drinking and more partying, et cetera. And uh, I think I just kind of found myself like a, a couple years into it of kind of operating in that repeat fashion of mm. having this desire for more of something more. And even though I didn't know exactly what that meant, um, I just knew I wanted to not be like that, let that just define my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think when, when you have a desire, it's great, but you just don't really know where to go with it sometimes. And I ended up, uh, meeting a girl dated her but like she was probably the one that made me see more of the possibilities because she kind of had her life a bit more together and I think Mm -hmm. it you know like men can change when you know women are around like powerful (laughs) women I I, I really believe that that speaks to a lot of men honestly how it can make them better and and I kind of saw that and really took hold of you know the information she was giving me and it was really trying to better myself and I and I think in during that time, I, you know, just kind of gained more clarity from like not partying as much and spending time with different people. And I think when you kind of are able to get out of that whole circle of that, that repetitive circle, right. it, allows, it allows you to see more. Um, long story short, uh, she broke up with me, broke my heart. And I, at that time, you know, I was devastated, but it was my choice to whether I could either, you know, go back, revert to the, my old ways or keep the growth process going. Mm. Uh, so I decided to do that and just kind of really um, took that to heart and started really investing more time into taking care of myself in different ways and learning and reading books and um, just kind of seeing what possibilities are out there that might be best for me. And, um, you know, right around 2016, I was open to uh, moving on from my business and I kind of already had that in my mind. And then the insurance came back for the um, to renew for the bus company. And it, w- it went up like 80%. Ooh. And I took that as time to go, <laughs> time, to, time to go, time to go. And I think this is like solidifying it. So rather than feeling like, Oh no, I'm losing a part of me. It was like, I was ready. And it, it mm. kind of like, you know, assured me that this is the time to make the leap. And I wanted to move to New York for the Um, for probably like about a decade, I really had this kind of idea of uh, wanting to experience New York. And um, when that time came around, I thought maybe this might be the the best opportunity to do so. I didn't, wasn't dating anyone, um, didn't really have anything uh, holding me back to any particular place. So I, you know, long story short, I packed up my car um, with my great Dane, who I had a a great Dane. Oh, wow. And uh, moved, moved to New York. And uh, I believe when, I don't know, I believe when you're open to, to change and you're just fully open, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's when the magic comes, to be honest. Right. You have to allow. Yeah. I think, that, and that's kind of really what I was. I was just like, when I think back by about those, those times, it was like, I just was like in the flow of like, mm-hmm. and you start seeing the synchronicities of like, well, that, if I wasn't as open, this wouldn't have happened that way. I can rewind it all right now. Mm-hmm, perfectly that played out and um long story short with that again I got into the modeling industry and had you wanted to do that or was that just a thing um it was kind of just a thing honestly but people 
I, I think subconsciously people were putting it into my mind for years. They're like, you should be a model. You should be a model. Mm-hmm. And I had long, I had really long hair, like shoulder length, long hair. Um, but, you know, I never was like, had this greater desire to do modeling. It was just kind of like, but when I got to New York, I did a photo shoot with my dog. I met a photographer, did a photo, photo shoot with my dog who offered to do one. I was thinking, awesome. I get photos of my dog, but I saw how much feedback I got, like good positive feedback from the photos. And I thought, hmm, this might be an opportunity to run with. I kind of enjoyed it. Let me see. So I built up my portfolio uh, and started pitching myself to agencies. And no one no one gave me anything. I had to get it. It was either uh-huh. I want this, go after it and give it a try. And I think when I have some, my mindset to something, I really believe I can make anything happen. Yes. I yes. exactly, exactly took that mentality at heart and got signed with two agencies um, at the beginning of 2017 and just kind of made that my, my full-time thing uh, for up until like the past, until uh, the pandemic really it was kind of my full-time thing uh, where it was my main source of income. And, uh, but what's great about uh, getting signed with the modeling in- industry was I was used to running my own business and mm modeling industry kind of allowed me to kind of take that same approach a bit because you know, it's not like you're going to a nine to five job. Right. Uh, you can say yes or no. And exactly. You, you have a very flexibility. And I think that's what I've always valued the most is really my time, um, time over money. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, so that's what really spoke to me. I was like, well, I don't know if the modeling thing is the end all, but this could be a platform of something else. And, it, and I enjoy it. So it's creative. So let's just see where it goes. And during that like downtime with the modeling, um, a lot of things happened. Like I got my personal training certification. Mm. I went vegan and yes. I went love ve- that. <laughs> Thank you. When I went vegan, when I went vegan, it actually, that's what really transformed my life and my mindset. How so? How so? Uh, so I went vegan for the nutritional reasons. I was always big into health and wellness. And, uh, so I think, I believe the different messages speak to different people. Well, I watched the documentary, what the health and the nutrition thing spoke to me, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I was so interested in after that, I, I was like, I'm going to do all the research on these different things. And the more I learned and absorbed, it really opened up my mind to so much more as far as like, uh, just showing compassion to the animals, uh, the environmental really, uh, aspect of things really spoke to me the most. And I kind of ran with that. So when I found out how much, the meat industry and the factory farming pollutes our, um, our world and realizing that I'm really taking control of my impact on the planet through each meal that I eat. That was mind blowing to me. That is mind blowing. Absolutely. Wow. And and honestly, like it, I think I would have never picked up on that. Um, all that stuff. I don't think if I didn't do any of the, the changes I made prior, because I think, in, uh, in, in all the changes I made prior, it was kind of like uh, gain, like giving me this kind of more of this emotional intelligence. I was connecting to myself. So mm-hmm. then I was able to connect to something greater than me. I think when that time came around, because I mean, I always say this, like, I remember like growing up and I always heard like, you know, plastic's bad or these different things are, you know, climate change, but I never was able to like actually take action and right. really hear about something greater. Um, so I believe like that came at the right time to where it spoke to me because I was open again, like I said, and, uh, that kind of directed me towards, uh, really kind of channeling my, uh, a lot of my free time into learning about, 
uh, how to live more sustainably. I created a sustainable living blog. Um, I started volunteering a lot. I started using my Instagram platform to teach others what I was learning. So I was able to kind of take the modeling and put purpose behind it. And that's, that's what started really giving me more fulfillment because, uh, you know, the modeling thing was great at the start without it, but I just kind of felt like there was something missing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's great to get paid. You know, obviously I'm thankful that I have the looks that I have to where I can make a paycheck from it, but there's still like, you want to be doing something more, at least that I did. And it kind of gave me that outlet to where I was like, all right, I'm using this for good. I'm using this for good. And I'm teaching others what I learned. And I felt that fulfillment. And um, fast forward a little bit more, uh, you know, I have all these different interests with the environment and the fitness and the nutrition and all this. And I just kind of wanted to really harness what I was doing the most, where it would create the most impact and kind of really decided that I wanted to get into the wellness coaching and really kind of focus on helping people change their lives. Because I believe if I can change someone's life for the better, as far as like their wellness and they're at their best self, then they're going to be open to all the other stuff, kind Mm -hmm. of how I made So I was taking care of me. And then that aligned to me taking care of something greater. So if not, you don't really give a shit about yourself. I'm part of my language. You're not going to care. You're not going to care about the, the rest of the, the people, the, the planet, you know, things that are outside of your world. Um, so grabbed a hold of the wellness coaching and really started diving into that pre-pandemic and then pandemic hit. And I just felt this like greater calling to learn how to grow my own food. Oh. And yeah, and that's why I went to Hawaii, which I, I mentioned to you earlier. Uh-huh. I, and I think this came full circle, to be honest, because I'm really big into the nutrition and I always preach about eating whole foods and going straight to the source, to the root. And now I found myself going to Hawaii to go to the root of it and to be able to be really in control of what I eat and really in control of how I can live my life. And I believe when you can grow food, uh, that is the true meaning of providing, um, And it is actually very empowering because you're actually taking your health into your own hands. So when people were panic buying, that's what really spoke to me. I thought, well, everyone's panic buying because they, we don't know how to survive if the the grocery stores stop producing the food that they, they, you know, say one day, (laughs) what are we going to do? Where's our blueberry? So, so when I went to Hawaii, it was with that in mind to kind of expand and see, and I still love to grow food. I mean, now that I'm back in Florida, I definitely um, want to dive into that more, but mm-hmm. what was great about Hawaii is I felt like I wasn't just learning how to grow food. I was learning how to grow myself even more, really learned a lot of life lessons out there, um, out there on the farm. And, you know, so, were you, so that's what I was going to ask you were working on a farm. Yeah. I did a work trade thing where I went out there and, uh, spent five months out there and in, 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 on Maui and uh, working at a farm. And I was, there was only uh, two other people on this farm and they were kind of like a startup farm. So the, the owner didn't really have a lot of um, uh, plans for growing food. She was uh, more concerned with like the tours that she was doing for the property. She had like this beautiful rainforest that was on the property 
But when the pandemic hit, she wanted to shift into the survival thing as well. And she mm-hmm. found me on the work trade site and she was like, wow, like this guy's vegan. She's vegan too. And uh, since I'm a pretty much a self-starter with like starting my own business, getting into the model industry, it really kind of aligned in that manner. Cause when I got there, she kind of gave me control to just create a, create a food uh, force for her. And I just really did a lot of my downtime researching. No one was mm-hmm. really mentoring me at the time. I was just finding videos, <laughs> learning in my free time. But I was so interested. Like I said, when I'm interested and I have my mindset on something, it's like I go full force in and kind of took a pause on the modeling, took a pause on the coaching and really just went all in. And it was wonderful. It really, honestly, was one of the I know I'm going to look back like, you know, 10 years from now. I mean, I already can look back now and, and think about like how magical it was. But mm. it really kind of when I came back, though, for the, the holidays, I came back. So I wanted to spend the holidays with my family. And um, I don't know. I just felt there was this like lack lacking uh, something lacking in my life, even though I was so fulfilled from being out there. And that's when I realized I wanted to kind of pick up the coaching again and really kind of interact with people and not just learn things i want to share things i want to really actually connect and um see other people harness their power the way that i did you know right well i think you know that i mean as a coach too you know we we can coach from living we coach from wisdom we coach from what we've lived Mm -hmm. And, and it's so funny i mean we don't really know each other but we have so many parallels i moved to new york city when i was 18 Oh, wow. I was, a, I was an agent for models ah. at Ford. So I did that in photography and, and I've done all kinds of those things. I had a farm, I was growing food. I had a vegetarian wow. wine bar, you know, and, and so a lot of our philosophies are so similar in, in sharing and guiding and supporting and encouraging and, and wanting so bad to make you know, the world a better place and to mm-hmm. wanting so bad to help people find their calling or wh- whatever, wherever that is, whether it's nutrition or creativity or, um, so it, it's so fascinating to me. And so now you are in Florida and is your full-time work coaching back into the coaching world? Uh, yeah, back into the coaching world. Um, I'm still doing the modeling. Uh, now that it's uh, the pandemic has kind of settled down a bit, the more opportunities are are coming alive. That's why I'm actually heading to New York um, this weekend to go do some jobs for modeling. Uh, but you know that I've been definitely pickier with it. I don't want. I I see how it takes away um, my energy from putting into my coaching, mm. and and I and I think at this moment, uh, it's I'm trying to make that my side thing where. Mm-hmm you know, why, why I build the coaching, you know, this could be my side thing where it provides for me, you know, and, but I definitely notice like that I need to uh, set some boundaries. Uh, and I've done that actually in the recent months, seeing that when I did go and I have to travel, then it takes me away from being in that like kind of rhythm of actually being able to keep marketing and kind of get it, putting my content out there and, and letting people mm-hmm. speak. I'm feeling drained. So I'm feeling drained in other ways that I can't show up the way that I want for the thing that I want the most. Right. And are, do you, do you call yourself a wellness coach? Are you a nutrition coach? I call myself the wellness wingman to be exact. And, uh, <laughs> Love and, it. Uh, 
the, re- the reason actually why I call myself the wellness wingman is because I, I think the thing that I offer the, the most to people is I, I'm their support system throughout their process of change. So I don't just uh, give my clients like a, a plan and say, here, you know, this is, this is a personalized plan for you. Go figure it out. I'm walking them through each step of the plan. Right. And, absolutely. And I believe honestly, that is the most powerful thing that you can give someone when they're trying to change. Because when I felt that way before, like super alone, when I was on my journey and just wished that like, oh, I wish I had that support system that was actually guiding me through. Cause you just question everything. You second guess yourself. You don't know where to go, you, how to direct yourself. Right. And I think, I think that's one of the greatest things about the coaching industry is that it's becoming more and more prevalent that people are not afraid to ask for help because mm-hmm. they know there are guides, coaches, mentors who are there to support you. Because I've found so many times in my coaching that people are just afraid to ask for help. I can do it by myself because I thought that, you I, know, I right. I, right. I, just, I did a video about that recently. And I, okay. and I honestly, it, when I, I hired a business coach for my own self recently, uh-huh. yeah. my business. and I was thinking like the, the way I put it was, look, I can, when I didn't, you know, the modeling thing, when I did the farming thing, I'm, I learned a lot and I was able to get to a certain point, but imagine how far I can go if I bring someone else in. Absolutely. And, and I took that approach because if I don't bring someone else in, I could just be wasting my time and energy here at this same level and maybe never get up there. But if I take some of my money and invest mm-hmm. in someone that could help me, then I'm saving my time and energy. Yeah. And I think that is honestly more valuable because it will actually lead to more money. And exactly. And that's, I think that's one of the hardest things. It's the money thing, right? Exactly. Like that whole money mindset and, oh, I can't afford it. Oh, I don't have the money. It's like, well, then you're going to stay right where you are. Agreed. Until and, you invest in yourself and believe in your process. It's, yeah. it's, about, it's about prioritizing uh, your, your money and what you're doing with your money. Because are you going out to expensive dinners or, you know, going to drink? And- <laughs> do these different things, these activities that are great, or are you taking some of that money and actually putting it into yourself where actually it'll allow you to do more of those things later on if you invest yourself, you know, like um, just some of your money now. And I think that's kind of the approach that people need to take is they have to realize that they need to give up something to get the greater thing that they want, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what's more important than ourself? And that's the other thing, especially, I, I don't know how you find this, but like I said, I work mostly with women. And when I, they're, they're so afraid to put themselves first. They're the mother, the daughter, the wife, the whatever. And it's like, no, you, then them. Exactly. And I, I honestly, my target market is women as well. So when I work with women, it, most of them actually really like have that same, the main trouble is them setting boundaries, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because they're not, they're letting all this noise and all this, they're draining their energy off these different things that they can just say no to. Um, And because obviously I know they have a full plate of things, but there's so many other outside forces that are them that they don't realize are, is a time that they can be take taking for themselves. And that's why I think the problem is most people have that problem with setting the boundaries because they didn't do it at the start and then they feel like they're letting the other person down if they mm-hmm. do it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
So true. So your passion, I mean, it comes through and I love, of course I'm vegan too. So I'm all Mm -hmm. over that. Um, I was going to say something when you were talking about that. Um, Well, I'll I'll throw one more thing in there. Yeah. 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 What you said is um, about asking for help, honestly, because I think since I am a guy and you don't have many of them on your show, it's almost harder that I believe the way we are raised for us to actually ask for help because you know the the whole I mean our society is kind of pitching to men is like manning up and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I believe honestly like after going through all the things that I've gone through and manning up to me is asking for help because at the end of the day if if you are actually open enough and Mm -hmm. comfortable to being vulnerable enough to where you actually will put yourself in an uncomfortable position that might not seem, you know, like, Hey, this is not the norm. Then you start seeing how powerful that can be, mm-hmm. with, you know, like as far as like change comes, you know, from that. So I, I, I believe that's, that's like really one of my main goals is to work with more men because I think they lack that emotional intelligence that I've been able to gain along the way. But, um, you know, I think at this moment, I'm women connect with me more because of the the emotional intelligence I have. And I think mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm going to my, my plan of action is in hopes that the more women I work with, it will lead to the men in opening them up. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I can, oh, I can so see that being, <laughs> it's really important. <laughs> it's really important. Uh, so cool. So what do you see? What's next for you? Ooh, what's next? Uh, <laughs> I, oh man, I see a lo- lot of amazing things. Uh, oh, good, 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 good. I, honestly, like when, the more I do, the more I think that anything is possible, to be honest. I think it's, it's when you kind of take that approach of growth and you just start stacking little small wins on each other, you kind of feel unstoppable. And I, at this moment, the more open I get and untouched with my and aligned with myself, mm-hmm. the more I really channel that mentality. And I really do believe life is working out for me, no matter what. Like, I'll give you a quick story of what I went through this morning to tell you exactly my thoughts on that is I uh, was supposed to get a, receive a package today with these glasses that I was supposed to do an audition for. And I already rescheduled the audition. They thought I was in New York and I was getting them shipped down to Florida. So I kind of put myself in a little bit of a pickle and come like uh, Friday, I found out like they're getting pushed back to like Monday afternoon drop off. So I'm like, they're not going to arrive in time. But I was like, I have to channel the mentality. I wrote in my journal this morning. I have to channel the, the mentality that everything is working out for me. And by chance, if something does go off of plan, that I can handle anything I that th- that is getting thrown my way right. because right. in that if I believe I can handle anything is getting, that is getting thrown at me then that means everything is working out for me right so really taking that approach I got on the call at eleven without the glasses and I was straight up honest with them about you know what happened and this and that and they were so open and, and happy that I was actually being honest and upfront that they rescheduled and I did the audition at two. And, you know, it just kind of goes to show, like, obviously, you know, you can say that the term honesty is the best policy, but 
if you are worrying about the things like the worst possible outcomes, then, I mean, whatever you're building up in your head is most likely not going to happen. So why are you wasting that energy? spending? So I am really taking the approach of everything is working out for me. And the more that I do, the more I'm seeing that. And honestly, I want to, I want to be motivating large crowds of people. I'm ready to like write a book, you know, to help people. My my goal first and foremost is just keep, keep growing um, my, my wellness business, honestly, because I think just helping people individually right now is going to lead to, to so much more. And I think it's just, when you look at the broad spectrum of things like, yeah, I want it all. And I believe I can have it all, but it all starts from being at step one and then step two and just going on. So I can, I dream and I believe the dreams will come true, but there's no rush when you're channeling the joy of it. Yeah. It's not, you, you gotta be in it. You gotta be present in it. Agree. Right? Agree. So uh, you listen to Abraham. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. <laughs> and um, so I just put out my fourth book. Oh, amazing. Um, Congrats. From Soulless Job to Creative Abundance. Love it. Love it. And uh, find fulfillment and prosperity with your art. Your yes. art being anything you create. Love anything, it. Because we're all creative people. And we all have to um, uh, allow ourselves that creativity. Because so many people say, oh, I can't make anything. It's like, well, you breathe every day you're you're living life and so you know so everyone has a place everyone is a part of our big circle Mm -hmm. and there's leaders and there's followers right everyone has that place Um, and so you know to open yourself up to your possibilities and that's what i say all the time in my book is be a possibilitarian Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Isn't that great? Yeah. That. Uh, and open yourself up, but you do have to believe. You have to trust yourself. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, there's so many, there's so many ways of clearing out the mind chatter and the negativity and the words. And I, I work a lot with words. I work a lot with writing and Amazing. I get love my that. clients writing and changing their words. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly realize like how much the words uh, are just as powerful as the thoughts and just seeing what's coming out of your mouth and seeing what you're writing down. And Mm -hmm. and just a quick example of this is when someone like would ask me like, Oh, you uh, can you eat this or something? Or like, or like, you know, with a vegan meal, say, Mm -hmm. Hey, like someone would say, Hey, Oh, you can't eat that. Or like, I can't eat that. I would say normally, but like, no, I choose Choose. not to stop that. And exactly. so it's like really switching the language on the, the, even the vegan terms made me start seeing about even just the positivity of like, if I'm, if all my energy is going towards negative thoughts and like, I'm writing them down, that's only feeding them. They're feeding them in that way. So whenever I catch myself, I do a journal every morning, whenever I catch myself in that kind of little zone, I'm just, you know, I eliminate and I flip the term and, and change the word and I go into a different direction. Yes. And I, th- I think that's honestly the only way really to harness that power is to quiet out the noise and take that time to you know for you each and every day and i think that's what is blocking most people is they don't slow down they, just, don't, quiet, they don't quiet their noise you know i just blogged that today because <laughs> i'm doing a new journaling class Perfect. Um, and Perfect. so oh it's so good um and i love the idea of choosing mm-hmm. 
it's your choice. Exactly. Everything is your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are we are in more control than we realize. And, right. and we put it on other people to make up excuses. Exactly, exactly. Right? And, and it's, we, it's funny because it's like we, we always go to, to look at the things that are out of our control, but there's so much in our control that, they, that we don't even like, we should double down on that. You yeah. know? And, that's why, and that's why I talk about like, I always talk about even just the simple thing of like one meal. Like you want to go pick it or whatever and, and protest about climate change. I can control what's on my plate and that leads to climate, you know, like, you know, preventing climate change. So why not do what you can control? Because you can't really control what, you know, might happen above. And I think so many times, and I've felt this in the past myself, it's like, well, what can I do? What little thing, what change can I possibly make? Well, you can. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Every person makes a difference. Yeah. And it's, and and the funny thing is I always think this too, is you don't know, like, you know, when people think about change, they want to make this grand change. Well, if you think about change in, in, in only a grand way, you're not, you're missing the fact that if I was talking to you and say, like, I changed you and then who knows what you did and told and changed someone else. And that chain can just linger and keep lingering and that could be massive change, but it's, it's so hard people for, for people to wrap their heads around that, but that's, that's massive change. Just one little small action. And it's really a small action is a big action. And at the end of the day. Yeah, I know. Did you hear all that people? <laughs> one little action every day. It's so good. Oh, Philip. Well, so delightful to chat with you. Oh, wonderful to chat Thanks with you. Thanks for too. taking time. I, I just, I love what you been my yeah get excited so everybody out there in heart and hustle land thank you for being here again with us and to honor philip here with us today and honor each and every one of you um, i'm so thankful to have you and to be on this journey this continuous journey of interviewing and talking with people sharing their stories to bring you inspiration and guidance and ideas and support Um, And of course, I'll give you all of Philip's contact information. And so you can hang out with him some more and you can hang out with me and at www.paulatreesdennis.com. I am your movement motivator and your passion instigator. And thank you for being here with us at Heart and Hustle until we meet again. Many, many blessings and um, love to all of you.